So we are starting a brand new series this week called Followers. And we're basically looking at what it means to be a follower of Jesus and how it should change us. Our actions, our words, our choices, the way that we go through our day-to-day lives. And this is how it's gonna go. We're gonna take a look at a story of a typical middle school student just going through their daily lives, the different challenges, the different conversations, social situations, and we're gonna break down how a Jesus follower should react and why they should react that way. So without further ado, let me introduce to you our subject for tonight. Now, he's just a regular guy that actually none of you know because he's not real, but you can probably relate to him most of the time. His name is, let's just say Sam, and he's just a typical middle school student. How many of you are middle school students? Yes, just like you. He attends one of the middle schools in town, and he likes to play sports. How many of you like to play sports? He plays one of the sports that you play, let's say, okay? And he likes to hang out with his friends. Do you like to hang out with your friends? I do as well when people are willing to be my friend. But he doesn't like to hang out with his older brother or younger sister. And he tries. He really does try to listen to his mom. But sometimes she is just too much. Mm -hmm. She's just too much, and he can lose his cool. And he actually recently started to attend 4640 here on a regular basis, now that football's over. He believes that God is real, and he feels like now that he believes this, that somehow his life should be different, but he's not really sure how. And so this is what a typical day for our Sam may look like. It's 7 a.m., Sam's alarm goes off. It's time to wake up and get ready to school except he snoozes it. And so at 7.09 a.m., his alarm goes off again. And this time, he snoozes it again. At 7.18, Sam's alarm goes off for a third time, and Sam does a mental calculation of if he decides to skip breakfast and takes a five-minute shower instead of a 10-minute shower, can he still snooze one more time and still make his bus? Sam actually falls asleep while doing the mental calculations. So at 7.30, Sam suddenly wakes up and realizes that he has to be at his bus stop in 15 minutes. He throws his clothes on, opts for mouthwash instead of brushing his teeth, and skips breakfast. He barely makes his bus. Not a great way to start off the day for Sam. Man, it sounds like Sam is having a really stressful day, am I right? Yeah. You know? uh, hey, wh- I'm telling a story. Yes, thank you. Lights on me. I was telling the story here, all yeah, right? Yeah, but I have something important to say, so keep the lights on me, please. Um, excuse me, what exactly is that that you need to say? Because I like this, what's going on here. Is what you have to say more important than what the Bible has to say? Carry on. Lights, please. Anyway, as I was saying, this is a really stressful way for Sam to start the day, right? When we aren't intentional about how we start our day, we start it in stress and in anger and in chaos. And we've all started out a day like that before, right? Just like Sam, where the alarm goes off, you're like, nope, snooze. And then you wake up, you're like, ah, I have to be somewhere in five seconds. And it's just the worst, right? And not only are you grumpy from them starting your day in chaos, you're also grumpy because you stayed up way too late watching your favorite Twitch stream. And then you have to get out of your warm, cozy covers. Isn't that the worst It's the worst feeling in the world, and winter's coming, and it's going to get worse. But it's no secret that how we start our day matters. But, But what does the Bible say about it? 
Mark chapter 1, 35 says, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to be isolated to pray. Jesus, God himself, started his day with prayer. And if Jesus needed to start his day with prayer, how much more do we need to start our days with prayer? The answer is a lot more, like significantly more, because Jesus is, he's God, right? And so I personally have a morning prayer routine I do every day. I pray for protection for my mind. I put on the armor of God. I pray for my family, and I ask for God's will to be done in my life. It takes me about five minutes to pray for all of those things, and you can do it too, Right, You can have a prayer routine just like that, where you talk to God about what's going on in your life. That's all prayer is, is talking to God about what's going on in your heart, in your mind, in your family, and at school. And then you pray for protection. You put on the full armor of God, the shoes of peace, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Take up your sword of the spirit and your shield of faith and be protected by God. And then you ask for God's will to be done in your life. When you ask for God's will to be done, that means the best possible outcome is going to happen no matter what. Another thing we should be doing to start our day is reading scripture or reading the Bible. Now, if we were honest, can we all be honest with each other right now? How many of us usually start the day by grabbing our phone and getting on our social media feed of choice? It should be pretty much every hand, right? I struggle with it too. If I'm not really careful, I grab my phone and I get right on Instagram. And and that's not a great way to to start the day. Check out this verse. Psalm chapter one, verses one and three. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, who stand around with sinners or join the mockers. I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like the Instagram feed I see every day, right? Between the celebrities, the influencers, and the memes, we've got the wicked, the sinners, and the mockers covered, right? I think if we were to just be honest with ourselves and make a change and change how we start our day without our social media feed, we could see a lot of impact in our life. Basically, if we're starting our day with Instagram and starting our day with all those things, all those negative things that verse listed, we're basically saying, I agree, right? I am putting that first in my life. But it's the Bible says in Matthew 6, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God and his kingdom, and all of these things will be added to you. Psalms 1-3, it said, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And the law of the Lord in that passage is the Bible. Like, that's just another way of saying the Bible. And meditating on it day and night is another way of saying, I read my Bible. I study scripture. I care about what it says. And so we need to make sure we're starting off our day correctly and with intention. And an easy way to do this is you take your actual physical Bible, like the book. Did you got a book, right? It's like, it, it's a, it has leather and there's pages like paper in it and there's words on it and you read it. It's not a screen. You know what a book is? The Bible comes in a book. I'm joking with you. I know that you know what a book is, but you take your physical Bible and when you go to bed at night, put it on top of your phone. That way in the morning when your alarm goes off, you have to grab, it's the first thing you grab. And then there's no friction between you and reading the Bible. And then if you're gonna start your day by getting on Instagram, you have to really think about you're moving the word of God away and you're putting your phone first. 
right? If you put your Bible on top of your phone, it's a really good way to start your day the right way. Another way you can do it, we learned about it earlier during announcements, is get the Bible app on your phone. It's super easy. Just search in the app store, Bible app, you get in there, you sign up, and you can search plans based on what you're feeling, what kind of topics you're interested in. You can search whatever emotion you're going through, and it'll pull up scripture specifically around that. So we need to make sure that we're starting our day the correct and right way with God first. Go ahead. I'm done now. Do you have something in your throat? No. Okay. Just someone that's bothering me today. Anyway, let's go back to Sam's story, shall we? So Sam, he wakes up, he barely makes the bus, and now he's at school where his friends are waiting for him to go inside. Now Sam's friends, they immediately, like from the very beginning of the day, begin to use bad four-letter words. You know, the ones that would make their mamas cry? Yeah, you know the ones that I'm talking about. Now, Sam, he feels pressure. He feels like he needs to cuss because all of his friends are doing it, but he knows that it's probably not something that Jesus would want him to do. What should Sam do? I know I said I was done, but I have another thing to say about this. Shocker. I know. Well, I mean... Proceed. Thank you. Um, oh, th- thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. Sam is at a crossroads, right? He's, he's faced one of the biggest decisions of the day. Does he join in with dirty jokes and cussing, or does he walk away? Well, let's take a look at what the Bible says, okay? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. The writer of this scripture, Paul, is talking about Christians, believers like us, and he's saying these things, these bad things are not for you. It says, instead, let there be thankfulness to God. I mean, that's pretty clear. These things are not for you, like us, believers, right? The truth is, that kind of joking, that kind of humor, that kind of talk is always at somebody else's expense. And that's not how we act as Christians. That's not how God wants us to treat each other. And it's not how he wants us to treat ourselves. We are called to live righteously, which means to live with purity and holiness or or to follow God's law. And he says right here to keep those things out of your mouth, right? So if you find yourself in that position, you have a couple of options. You can do my favorite option, which is just stand there awkwardly and make everybody else feel uncomfortable. It's one of my favorite things to do. If you haven't tried making other people feel awkward, it's, one, it's just amazing. You got to have a stomach for awkwardness, though. The better option is just to walk away. Now, believe me, I know how difficult it is to walk away from people making jokes. I know how difficult it is to walk away from a group of laughter. But it says this in Romans 12. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't let the behaviors of those around you change you into something God doesn't want you to be. Instead, let him transform how you act and think and speak. All right, Madeline, you go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep okay. going. Okay, so Sam, he just talked to his friends. Now he's going to go back to his regular scheduled morning, and he's going to begin with art class. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> then he goes to math. Oh, my gosh, even more boring. Then he gets to go to history, which is the best class ever. It's so interesting. It's not boring at all. In fact, one could argue and should argue it is the most important subject. And so his day gets a little bit better. Then he gets to go to gym, which is also pretty cool because Sam gets to have gym with most of his friends. He normally likes it quite a bit. However, for the past few weeks, 
it's been a little bit more difficult because Sam's friends have decided that they're gonna begin to pick on the nerdy kid that doesn't have very many friends. They call him mean names and they've even told him that he should go kill himself. Up to this point, Sam hasn't really thought too much about it, to be honest. He thinks, yeah, it's not very nice, but the kid hasn't actually cried yet and he is super nerdy but he knows it's not right. It's not right to treat people this way, and then he shouldn't pick on this friend just because his friends are doing it. However, he's afraid that if he chooses to not join in on his friends picking on that kid, that they would then turn on him and make fun of him for being nerdy too. What should Sam do? I know. I know what Sam should do. You're exhausting. All right, Sam! Needs to get better friends is what it sounds like. There's, I mean, this one's a no-brainer. You stand up for the kid, right? He, Jesus is very clear about this. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. We should always, yeah, that deserves applause. Heck yeah. We should always be standing up for those who defend themselves or who can't defend themselves. And it, and it looks like telling the bully to knock it off. Hey man, that's not cool. Like, get lost. And then going over the person who's being bullied and being kind and showing them mercy and, and goodness and grace and, and that they are worth it and that they matter because the truth is, that is one of God's kids. That is somebody God created with intention and with a purpose. And who are we to get in the way of that and tell them that they are not worth something, right? We should always be standing up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And sure, those bullies may turn on you, but would you rather fit in with them or would you rather fit in and be known as somebody who stands up for people who can't stand up for themselves, right? It's totally like, would you rather be Thanos or the Avengers? Nobody wants to be Thanos. His chin is weird, right? You should be the hero all the time. And Jesus obviously sides with one of these behaviors and not the other. And I don't know about you, but I would rather be on Jesus's side than trying to fit in at school. Yeah. That was really good, but I want to talk now. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, okay. go for it. Because it's just, wait. No, no, back. back me here. Stay. This is my good side. No, over here, over here. I don't have a bad side. Okay, it's all right. All That's good. unnecessary. I'm, I'm just kidding, Sean. Both of your sides are great as well. Sarcasm is not a good. It wasn't sarcastic. Madeline. It wasn't sarcastic. Okay, <laughs> so back to Sam's story. School's now over, and Sam decides that he wants to relax a little bit after a long day of school, you know what I'm saying? So he picks up his Xbox controller, and he's about to play like six hours of Minecraft when his mom enters into his room. But she doesn't even wait for him to say, come in. She just opens up the door. And she starts lecturing Sam about how he never helps up around the house and how she has asked Sam to empty the dishwasher seven times and Sam still has not done it. While Sam's mother is right. And she's actually a loving woman who literally does everything around the house and works a full-time job and really Unloading the dishwasher is probably the least that Sam can do. He feels very annoyed at his mother for nagging him. And he is finally sitting down to relax. And now he has to deal with this. Sam really wants to just tell his mom off and suggest that his little brother unload the dishwasher instead. But he knows it's probably easier to just go unload the dishwasher himself and spare himself the fight. What should Sam do? 
You go ahead. Cool. Right. Awesome. Okay. Sam should do what his mother asked, right? The Bible says in Exodus uh, chapter 20, verse 12, honor your mother and father. This means that when your mom or dad tells you to unload the dishwasher or pick up, the, pick up your room or do your homework or whatever it is, you should do it because it is honoring to them. Now, the definition of the word honor means to hold in high respect and great esteem. So when God says to honor your parents, he's saying to hold them in high respect and with great esteem. But honor can also be a verb. Honor can also be an action. And when it's in that context, it also means to fulfill an obligation or to keep an agreement. So not only are we supposed to honor our parents by respecting them, but we are to honor them with our actions in obedience as well. Now, I understand, right? Sometimes you just want to do your thing and not be bothered with chores, and that's completely normal. But the truth is, parents make a lot of sacrifices for us, right? They, they, make, they do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we don't see. They have a lot of stuff going on in their mind, trying to make decisions and all that stuff to make sure that we have a pretty good life, and they're under a lot of pressure. So what we need to do is just cut them some slack and do what they ask. It won't kill you to do the dishes, and it's going to only take 10 minutes in the long run. Like I tell my oldest daughter all the time, you could have been done by now with this, but you've argued with me, right? Like just do it the first time. Listen and obey all the way. When your parents ask you to do something, do it with a good attitude, right? Don't do it with sass and don't do it halfway because that's not really honoring, is it? That's not really respectful or honoring with our, our actions as well. It's Thank all you. you. Thank you. Go okay, so Sam, he's now in bed. The day is over and he's just trying to unwind and calm down after that fight with his mom. And Sam finds himself just mindlessly scrolling on Instagram. And all of a sudden, he sees an image that is, well, let's just say not something that your mom would want you to catch looking at. Yeah, yeah, the one that, um, let's just say, lacks clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, he knows, he knows that he shouldn't be looking at that stuff on the internet. He knows it's wrong, but he's intrigued, and he wants to keep looking. What should he do? Sam should stop immediately and go to bed. Get out of there. Guys, listen to me. Yes, applause. Yes, listen, listen to me. Nothing good happens on the internet after dark. Nothing good. Get off of the internet and go to bed. It's a trap. It's a thirst trap. Get out of there. It's not good. Jesus says in Matthew 5, verse 28, but I say... Anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery or sexual sin with her in his heart. And that's really strong language, but this topic is serious. And I think that you guys are mature enough to handle this, mature enough to talk about this in a way that, that is really honest. And, and guys, it's not okay. It's not okay to look at that kind of stuff on the internet because when you look at someone in that way, you know with like the look, you know the talk, there's a look too that goes with the talk and you should not do any, like get away from there. Like I said, it's a trap. You, you know what I mean. They, but you've already committed that sin in your heart when you're doing that, when you find yourself in that position. And he goes on to say later in that verse that if your eye causes you to stumble, if your eye causes you to have temptation, you're supposed to gouge it out. If your hand causes you to sin or, or stumble, you're supposed to cut it off. Now, is Jesus mean to literally cut off your hand or gouge out your eye? Or does he mean cut off access to that lustful image? 
Cut off access to your phone at that point when you're scrolling mindlessly with your hands. Cut off access to what you're taking in through your eyes. We are called to live a life of purity, to be pure of heart. And Jesus created us for relationship with people. And eventually, when you're of the right age, marriage. And inside of marriage, those things that, like sex, is a beautiful and healthy thing. But looking at pornography and stuff like that that you shouldn't be looking at on the internet will cause damage to your soul. It will cause damage to your emotional capacity for love. And and the baggage of that is just too heavy. And God does not want that for us. The truth is we need to be careful with what we are looking at online. The enemy is trying to trip us up into sin at every turn. And it is so easy to stumble on the internet. So when you're in bed and you're tired and you're just scrolling, what what should you do? Go to bed. Put your phone down and go to bed. As followers of Jesus, we are supposed to live differently. We're supposed to live differently than the rest of the world. And we're supposed to start our day with him in prayer and in scripture. And we're supposed to speak with encouraging and clean language, not dirty jokes and cussing, right? We're supposed to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And we are supposed to honor our parents and to live a pure and holy life, staying away from bad things on the internet that we shouldn't be looking at, right? We are supposed to be different from the world because Jesus died on the cross to make us holy and set us apart. When you face things like this in the world, when you face these situations just like Sam, remember that we're supposed to live differently and ask yourself, what would Jesus do in this moment, right? It's a really easy way. Would Jesus say the dirty joke to get the laugh or would he walk away? Would Jesus bully that kid or would he stand up for him? Would Jesus keep scrolling through Instagram looking to get in trouble, looking for something he shouldn't look at or would he put the phone down and go to bed? We are supposed to live differently, and this is how we live as Christians. And we're going to keep looking at this throughout this series, and we're going to pull apart all of these situations that you see in your day-to-day life. But remember, start your day with prayer and scripture. Don't use dirty jokes in coarse language. Honor your mother and father, and, and go to bed. Like, get off the internet and go to bed. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for who you are and that you have set us apart to be holy and live pure lives. God, I pray that you would help us to walk through our daily lives, walking with you, starting our day off right and following your voice. God, we love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.